Hey, tonight we are doing something a little different. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good night. I've been excited about it the last couple of days. Uh, Are you happy to be in Powerhouse? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Well, hey, it is a new year, 2021. Can I get a what, what? What, what? Man, I'm excited about there being a new year finally because 2020 was the worst. Any John Ralphio fans? No? <laughs> yeah, if you're Parks and Rec, you, you got me. Uh, any, but anyway, hey, uh, tonight, man, yesterday, sorry, tonight, yesterday, yesterday, as I was praying just over service, I really felt like God laid on my heart to do something a little different. That's why we're doing some things out of order. Uh, and so I want you uh, right now, I'm going to focus in. We're going to ha- go into worship a little later where we can really have a time just to seek God and get in his presence. But right now, I want to uh, challenge you to receive uh, the word of God. Okay, uh, and so uh, what I want to do uh, last week, I guess, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Does anybody remember what the name of the series was we started? <laughs> Somebody say it loud and proud. Transformed. Okay, there we go. We started a new series called Transformed, okay? Uh, Hopefully they'll have it up on the screen here in a second. Uh, But this is what I've been praying over you. I want you to kind of uh, think about this a little bit tonight, but I believe this year is gonna be a year where God transforms your life where you look back on it and you say, that's when God forever changed uh, my life, okay? And so if you don't know, man, we, the the leadership team, we've been in prayer for that, uh, that God would come and change our hearts in such a way that it's no more about playing the Christian game, but it's about truly seeking God and glorifying him in the way that we live every single day. Can I get an amen? And it's easy to fall, uh, uh, to become a victim of playing the Christian game, to kind of fall in a routine and going through the motions and not really doing the things that God has called you to do. And uh, I want to challenge you to kind of come out of that a little bit tonight if that is you. And uh, man, I also want to tell you, um, this is kind of my heart as well as our leader's heart. Uh, but you know, man, we love coming and hanging out with you every single week. Man, it's, it's the, uh, the highlight of my week. It really is coming and hanging out with you guys um, and I believe that tonight, God's really going to move. Um, I, I want you to kind of, I don't know, kind of think about this for just a second. But, man, I love that people like to come to Powerhouse. Hopefully, you like to be here. Hopefully, your parents didn't just make you come. Right, Summer? She's like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, you like uh, coming. But here's the deal. If if you like coming to Powerhouse and, and you like coming just to hang out with your friends and that's where it stops, I, can I just be real? I'm gonna be gravely disappointed if that's where it stops. I mean, if all we have are a group of teenagers that want to come and hang out with each other and hang out with their friends and that's where it stops, when I'm telling you we're falling well short of what God has intended his church to be. And, uh, and if that is all Powerhouse is, then we're no better than a boys and girls club, Right? And so my heart is one that you would love to come here, hang out with your friends, man, hang out. Uh, some of y'all come here for a boy or a girl. I ain't stupid, okay? Somebody's looking at their, their significant other awkwardly right now. Like, <laughs> well, listen, I'm not stupid, but here's the deal. My prayer is that you would love to come and hang out, that you would love to be in this environment, but my prayer is that you would be forever changed in the presence of God. And can I tell you, man, that is what God desires for your life. God doesn't desire to leave you where you are in your mess and your mistakes and your sin. God desires to transform you, to meet you, 
and to move in your life. And, and I want to tell you that God will do it. He can do it if you'll allow him to. And I believe tonight, just through prayer uh, and the time that I've been spending with God, that tonight God wants to begin a process of transformation in many students' lives. And God wants to begin to transform you and change you into uh, the person uh, that he has called you to be. Man, in my heart for powerhouse is not that we would just have a, man, cool nights, fun nights, game nights, and all this stuff where we have fun, but I pray, man, that you would come because you desire to seek the face of God, amen? Man, in a lot of the craziness in this past year, uh, can we get a praise God 2020 is over? I guess a hand clap will work. Praise God. And uh, man, I'm glad that last year's over, but in the midst of this craziness, man, a lot of us, a lot of Christians, we've kind of gotten distracted. Man, we've kind of set our eyes, we've taken our eyes off of God and we've placed them on things of the world in many regards. And I wanna tell you, I believe right now, the beginning of the year, where we are, it's time to take your eyes off of whatever you've been focused on and place them back on Jesus, okay? And so if you're here tonight, I just want you to be honest with yourself for a second. Man, hey, we all get distracted. We all kind of look to things, right? Relationships and success and school and grades and Christmas presents and everything else. Hey, today is the day where we take our eyes off of worldly things and we place them uh, back on God, okay? And so uh, tonight, what I want you to do before I pray and we jump into the word, and I wanna encourage you, would you come right now, would you kind of stir in your heart an expectation for God to move? I don't know if you've ever really done that, but when you go to church, would you come expecting God to do something? Did you know that that was biblical, right? To come with an expectation. How foolish is it to think that we could come in the presence of the almighty God and not be changed by his goodness? Have you ever thought about that? And the fact that God's presence is here reveals to me that God wants to change us, right? How, how could we come in the presence of God and not be changed by him? And so right now, uh, I wanna say a prayer, but I want you individually just to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to ask God, Lord, would you come and change me tonight? Would you give me an expectation for you to do something in my life tonight? Would you pray that with me right now as I pray? God, we thank you for every person that's here. God, we thank you for the blessings and things that you have poured out in our lives, Lord, overly and abundantly. But tonight, God, would you come? Would you speak to us? Would you guide us? Would you lead us? Lord, would you help us uh, just to surrender to you so we can be transformed by your word and by your spirit? In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Okay, so I'm gonna give you just a warning for a second. Tonight, uh, I might get a little fired up, okay, and I might step on some of your tootsies, okay, for old time's sake. I know some of y'all remember that. So um, my goal is not to make you uh, upset with me or mad or anything like that, but my goal is to challenge you to get out of kind of the, the norm that we see in America to really pursue God, okay? So you promise you won't be mad at me? Maybe. Who's already mad at me? Me too. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. So, <laughs> okay, so hey, uh, this is what I wanna do. I wanna look at Romans 12 too. This is the scripture that this entire series is based on. Uh, we're gonna look at the first seven words, okay? Because I wanna remind you, a few uh, from a, uh, remind you of a few things from last week and I also wanna give you uh, kind of a few more truths with this as well, okay? So look at the uh, Sky Bible, Romans 12 too. The beginning of it says, what? You wanna read it with me? Do not be conformed to this world. Stay up there. 
Okay, cool. Y'all just didn't want to read. All right. Uh, okay, so do not be conformed to this world. Hey, if you would listen to me for a second, I believe that Christians in our nation have become far too comfortable with the sin in our lives. That we've kind of gotten to this place where we have forgotten these clear commands that are within Scripture that God has called us to separate ourselves from the world. You know, church is more than, uh, or being a Christian is more than church attendance. Uh, It's more than repeating a prayer, but it's striving to emulate Christ and to become more like him every day. How can I be more like Christ? How can I surrender my life to him? Man, I believe that Christ is is looking at us tonight and he's telling you, don't be like the world. Hey, listen, young person, don't be like the world. Don't do the things that the world does. Don't think the way that the world thinks. Don't be influenced by the culture. Christians are called to be the influence on the culture. Does that make sense? And so I believe that many of us, we have begun to get far too comfortable with sin in our lives, being influenced by the culture, and God is saying, I desire to begin a transformation in your life. And so don't be like the world. I mean, there are so many things in our culture today that our culture says is okay, but they are the opposite of biblical truths that we see all throughout Scripture. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot of these next week, so come back for some interesting conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You don't want to miss it, okay? I think it's going to be pretty interesting. But essentially here, God is telling you as a believer, if you believe in Christ tonight, you are called to not be like the world. And essentially, this verse highlights two options. I wanna, I wanna spell this out for you for a second, uh, but every person here, you have two options to choose from, okay? Uh, will I choose to live my life according to God's word, which is the Bible, and how he has called me to live, or will I choose to just live however I want? Those are the two choices. Will I choose to follow Christ, or will I choose to do whatever I wanna do? And uh, it's kind of popular today to hear quotes such as this. You know, I just, I can't understand how a loving God would send someone to hell. You ever heard that? I know I'm not the only one. A lot of young people ask this, this sort of question. Okay, so here's the truth. Uh, my response will be, okay, okay, hmm. Uh, well, the fact is God doesn't, okay? God doesn't send people to hell. He allows them to choose, Okay, God allows you, God gives you the choice, God gives you the free will, and it's your choice whether you're gonna choose to follow him or you're gonna choose to do your own thing. Does this make sense? God gives you the choice of where you'll spend eternity. Every person in this room, it's up to you to choose. You have to choose one or the other. Okay, I don't know about you, but I wanna choose God. I wanna choose eternal life. I wanna choose forgiveness. I wanna choose his grace, but many other people wanna choose to live however They would like to live here on this earth and then they'll pay for that all of eternity. Does this make sense? God, there's nothing more just than allowing the individual to choose where they'll spend eternity. Does this make sense? God literally spells it out for us and he says, okay, you choose. I'm gonna allow you the free will to choose. And every person here, you've gotta make that choice. And my question to you tonight is what will you choose? Man, will you choose God? Will you choose to serve him? Will you choose to live by biblical standards? Or will you choose to be influenced by the culture? Or will you choose to just live however you want to live? You have to make a choice. Every person does. And I pray that you would choose Christ. But listen, it's your choice. 
You have the ability to do whatever you want. I can't force you to do one or the other. I sure wish that I could, uh, but I can't. And so my job is to inform you of the choice. And are you gonna serve God? Are you really gonna run after him? Are you going to be influenced by the world? And I believe that tonight is a night where there are many students uh, who would finally say enough. Man, enough of me being influenced by the world, enough of me being unsatisfied with my life, enough of me being frustrated by the sin that plagues my life every day, enough of the world, give me Jesus. Man, that's my prayer tonight, that some of us would finally make decisions to choose Jesus over the world. And here's the truth, many of us, we've been straddling the fence, we've been trying to live in one world and the other, right? We've been trying to hold on to Jesus and also hold on to all the sin that we don't wanna let go of. And Jesus says, if you'll let it go, I have something better for you. That's an amen right there. Some of y'all, some of y'all need to start getting into this. This is good stuff. I almost pulled a Pastor John for a second, but then I tried to change what I was gonna say. Preaching better than your amen in tonight. <clears throat> but listen, man, this world Living like the culture, it leads to death. It's what the Bible tells us. But the cross of Christ leads to life and a life abundant. I mean, I want you to look again with me at Romans, Romans 12, verse two. It says this, the beginning phrase again, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be like the world, Christian. Don't be like the world, young person, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Okay, we're gonna talk about the last few words of that in just a second. The, the renewal of your mind, but I want to remind you for a second that God has called every believer to be transformed. God has called you to be transformed for your life to be changed by him, okay? And, and this is a thing that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. There, there are a lot of Christians today, American Christianity today doesn't really want to change, doesn't really want to transform. We simply wanna add Jesus on top of our life so we don't go to hell one day, but we wanna live how we want to live. And can I tell you, that's not biblical Christianity. Do you understand that tonight? That's not what God has called us to do. And so uh, God has called you to be transformed. Man, we looked um, at this truth just a little bit last week, but when you look at this verse in the original language, the word transformed comes from uh, the Greek word metamorpho, okay? And this is where uh, we get the English word Metamorphosis. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> transformed. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, I guess it's half true. Okay. Okay, so this is where we get the English word metamorphosis, okay? It describes the process of change and transformation in insects, okay? An example of metamorphosis we talked about last week would be a caterpillar changing into a butterfly, right? It's a pretty cool thing. I actually was like randomly like intrigued by this this week, so I looked up a YouTube video, like a time lapse of a caterpillar changing into a butterfly. Go check it out. It's pretty cool, a little gross, uh, so... Viewers be warned, but you can go check that out. <laughs> I don't know, I'm weird. Okay, so, but I, this is a scriptural truth that I want you to hold on to here because this is what's important. This is presenting the idea that Christ, he says, I wanna take you, I wanna take you in the midst of your sin, I wanna take you in the midst of your mess, your mistakes, all of your drama, all your stupidity. And he said, I wanna take you, I wanna change you and transform you into something better. I wanna conform you to my image, says God. 
Okay, and so God wants to take you, who you are right now, all the, the junk that you got going on in your life. Lord knows some of y'all got some junk and some drama. God says, I wanna take you and I wanna change you. I wanna mold you. I wanna, I wanna pull you into being the person that he has called you to be. And listen, a lot of people, we don't wanna change. And this is the call of Christianity that God would come and transform your life forever. And that's what God wants to do in your life. God wants to make you, he wants to move in your life in such a way that you are more like him. That's the goal of Christianity. Every day, how can I be more like Christ? Every day, how can I walk in his footsteps, okay? Christianity is about being transformed uh, by God from who you used to be to someone completely different. You know, when you think about this in scripture, I think about the apostle Paul, who he was before Christ and who he was after. And he was so transformed by God. When people looked at his life, they knew something dramatic happened, right? They knew that there was a huge change that had taken place. They knew that God had transformed his life. And I wanna tell you tonight that God wants to move in your life in such a way that when your friends and your classmates and your family members look at your life, that they say something had to happen there, God had to move, because they're not who I used to, to know, right? They're not the same person that they used to be. I mean, that's how God wants to move in your life. And I wanna tell you, he can and he will, but it's your choice. Will you allow God to transform you or will you choose to be influenced by the culture and live however you wanna live? I mean, it's, it's your choice. I mean, the gospel message of what Christ did and accomplished for us upon the cross, it's a good message. It's called the good news, but it's also a transforming message. When you receive it, it changes your life. And you can look at this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We all know this verse. I want you to look at it again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. There's an image of letting go the old and stepping into the new, right, when you accept Christ. This is what God has called you to do as a believer. This is what he wants to do in your life. You don't hold on to the old and try to straddle between the old and the new. And so when the gospel is truly received, Christ comes into your life and he changes your life forever. And so I want you to get this ingrained in your head because I want you to think about it every day. But every day as a believer, your goal should be, how can I be more like Christ today? How can I be more like Christ today? What can I do? Who can I love on? Who can I share with? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to add to my life? How can I be more like him? And what is so sad is there's millions of Christians in our nation that have never even had the thought, how can I be like Jesus? It's like, that is Christianity, right? Like, that is what our faith is about. And if we're not thinking that way, then we are doing something wrong. And can I tell you today, God wants to make you less like you and more like him. That's the goal every day. And every day I wake up and pray, God, will you help me to honor you today? Will you help me to be more like you? Because let me be real for a second. Sometimes I can be pretty bad. Anybody else? I can have a short temper. I can have a short fuse. I can flip. I can do something stupid, whatever. I need to be more like Jesus. Man, I know that, that all of us in this room tonight, we need that as well. Amen. And so, man, one thing that I thought was so interesting when you look at Romans 12 too, 
Uh, in the Greek, the words, but be transformed in this verse, are written. Uh, do we have any English people in here? Any folks that really like English? Sariah? Okay. What's up? Okay. So uh, I'm terrible at English. Anyone? It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I try to speak English, but it's pretty complicated. And then they want you to learn other languages at school, and I feel like I still haven't learned English. So, uh, yeah, the struggle is real. Uh, but when you look at this phrase in Romans 12, too, what's interesting, it's written in the present passive imperative sense. Okay, anyone know what that means? <laughs> You're lying. You look confused on your face. <laughs> I know what they all three mean uh, individually. Okay, so I'm gonna break this down. If you're terrible at English like I am, I had to kind of look this up, but it's, it's pretty significant here. Okay, so uh, it means that this process, the process of being transformed is continuous. A better translation of this phrase would be uh, keep on being transformed. Okay, so in other words, what this verse is saying is transformation is not something that happens in an instant in your life, but transformation is a process that God takes you through, okay? The theological term for this is sanctification, okay? If you wanna, if you wanna flex on somebody, you can throw sanctification out there and just say like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, I know, I know the Bible. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? Well, uh, uh, anyway, but, but here's the deal, it's a process. God wants to take you through a process of change. It doesn't all happen at once, but as you seek God, as you spend time with him uh, in his presence, in his word, in prayer, in worship, and being led by his spirit, uh, we will become more like him. That's the goal. As you spend time with God, you begin to reflect his character, okay? We reflect what we spend time with, what we absorb, um, and so listen, God wants you to spend time with him so he can transform your life. Your transformation, it doesn't happen all at once in a moment at the altar, although I do believe moments with God and, and altar calls and all of these things, man, I believe that they can change your life forever, but God wants to continually change you and transform you as you walk with him. Okay, and so many of us have, I believe tonight will mark the beginning of the process of God transforming us into his image. I mean, nobody's perfect. None of us have, have met the mark. Man, I'm well short of, of many things in my life, but I, every day I ask God to help me be more like him. Man, and it's good to know that there is a process that God will take us through. Man, and so if you really desire God to come and move in your life, man, if you really want to see him move in your life, Come before God every day. Ask him to help you live a life that honors him every day and ask him to help you be more like him every day. That's what a believer does. We set our mind on him and we allow him to begin to transform us. Amen. Okay, so I wanna switch gears for just a second. Uh, this is where um, things might get a little more bumpy, okay? Everybody, curl up your tootsies. Mine are curled. Kind of hurts. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, I'm just going to let them out. <clears throat> so here's the deal. I know tonight, man, we, we listen to a lot of people talk all the time. I know you listen to, to people uh, talk at your school teachers and stuff all day, and I know it's, it's hard to pay attention, but if you would listen to any part of this message for the next few minutes, would you just, would you readjust yourself? Would you wake up? If you need to smack yourself awake or whatever, do it. If you need to smack your neighbor, 
don't do it. That's not Christ-like, Natalie. I was testing you. <laughs> you failed, so <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, uh, um, but here's the deal. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this. I mean, this whole series, I want you to realize that you are in need of transformation. Every person here, I mean, none of us are who we probably should be. None of us are probably spending time with God and being the person that we, we know that we should be. We all need to be transformed. I mean, we all do. And what I want, I'm hoping that just talking about this a little bit will kind of soften your heart to realize that you're in need of transformation and then will also kind of be the catalyst to allowing God to come into your life in a new way to begin to change you. Because all of us need it. Man, and some of us, we haven't been allowing God to do very much in our life because we've been focused on everything else. And so I'm telling you, man, all of us are in need of transformation. God wants to change your life. It's your decision tonight, will I allow him to do it or not? Will you allow God to begin to change you? Those things that you're hiding from everybody else, those things that you know shouldn't be in your life that are, those things that you've been covering up and you feel guilty about, or man, you can put on the, the church mask when you come to church and pretend like you're living right and all this stuff. Dude, it's easy to pretend in today's culture, right? We're a, we're a superficial culture. It's time to be real and say, hey, enough is enough. Man, I need God's transformation in my life. Amen? Man, I need God to transform me. I need God to change me, including myself. Man, I need God to, to continue to change me. Man, and I hope that us talking about this will, will put in you kind of a desire, stir in you a desire to seek God and to pursue him. But this is what I wanna talk about for a second. I wanna give you a key to finding spiritual transformation. I wanna give you a key to, to really achieving this, to see God kind of change your life. And, uh, and I wanna talk about food for a second. We got any food fans? Yeah, boy. Y'all amen for food, but ain't amen for Jesus. Conviction right there. <laughs> So we got some food fans, okay? So let's just be obvious for a second. I already kind of gave away the answer. But if you're going to be a healthy person, oh, yeah, right. Uh, if you're going to be a healthy person, let's pretend, okay? <laughs> if you're going to be healthy, what's the most important part? I mean, water, I guess, is pretty important to stay alive, technically. But what I'm looking for is food, if you start talking to anybody who's in shape, a trainer, workout guy, an athlete, uh, almost the, the most important thing, if you don't get this right, if you don't get your diet right, it's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to gain weight. You aren't going to get muscles. If you're not eating right, if you're not feeding on the right things, uh, you're going to be unhealthy. Anybody, you've ever eaten a lot of junk food, and it's like you're really, really happy in the middle of it? Yeah. And then afterwards, you feel terrible. <laughs> anybody? Just me? Like in the moment, it's like, oh, I love this half a tub of cookie dough. And then it's like, now I feel like I'm about to throw up. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. I have many times. <laughs> I have many times. Okay. But listen, this is the question. This is kind of where I want to change this. I want, I want you to listen. I want you to hear this. This is uh, the, the question I really want you to walk away with as well tonight. But you need to ask yourself, I want to ask you this. What are you feeding your soul? If diet is the most important thing in your life, trying to be healthy, trying to get fit, trying to get in shape or lose weight or how you feel or what kind of energy you have, I wanna ask you, what are you feeding your soul? In your life, what are you feeding your soul? What are you partaking in? What are you ingesting 
uh, in, in your life. This is a scary thought, but you will become what you feed on. That's why I'm starting to look like an Oreo. That's why Luke looking like a little Debbie snack. Where you at, Luke? <laughs> uh, where, where you at? Oh, there he is. <laughs> Man, you right? Looking like a fudge round, though. It's scrumptious. Okay. <laughs> Listen, but seriously, for a second, when you constantly feed yourself things from the culture and you never take the time to feed your spirit, there's no question what's going to win the fight. Can we be real? Man, what are you feeding your soul? Man, if we're really gonna be honest for a second, youth culture today feeds nothing but the flesh. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. McCormick the Frog sipping on the tea. Remind me of the meme. Am I wrong? Youth culture today feeds nothing but the flesh. What are, what are you feeding your soul? What are you partaking? What are you watching? Man, I'm telling you, this is some of the most important and basic things. And, and many Christians today, we don't want to be inconvenienced in our life at all when it comes to following Christ. And Christ says, no, it will be an inconvenience. There will be trials when you choose to follow me. It will be hard, but he says it will pay off, right? Eternal life. Hello? It'll pay off. It will, I promise, but this is, this is the real deal. What are you feeding your soul, man? What are you looking at every day? What are you spending your time doing? Man, this is one of the most important things that you can do to, to start finding spiritual transformation, to really be the catalyst to grow uh, in your spiritual life. Look at this in Luke 11, verse 34 and 35. It says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light, but when it's bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? Did you get it? You need me to read it again? Okay, I'll read it for you, Natalie. Here we go. Pay attention this time. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it's bad... Your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. Okay, listen, this is what it's saying. I'm gonna boil it down to you. I'm gonna simplify it. This is essentially the, 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 the message here. Be careful what you allow in your life. Be careful what you're feeding on. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. I want you to think about your daily life for a second. Man, we're constantly taking in ungodly media, videos, TikTok, TV shows, and music. We're constantly feeding the flesh. And the majority of the young people in this room, if we're going to be real, we don't take any time to feed our spirit. Who's going to win the fight, right? You're feeding the flesh, you're starving your spirit, and then when temptation comes, what do you do? You fall right into it because your spirit man is starved to death. What are you feeding your soul, man? What, what are you doing? How are you spending your time? Man, if you don't believe me for a second, I just want you to think about this for, for real. Think about this. This is, it's like everybody knows but us almost. Like even the worldly people in the culture know. When you think about social media, isn't it interesting the thing that we scroll through to see posts, they're called what? Feeds? They're called feeds? 
right? We spend hours and hours feeding ourselves culture, feeding ourselves posts. Guys and girls, can we be real for a second? The content online is inappropriate. It's trash. We spend hours and hours going through feeding our spirit with nonsense every day. All you do, you're feeding the flesh. And then when you are defeated spiritually, you're upset. I wonder why I'm walking around defeated. I wonder why the enemy keeps winning all these battles in my life. I wonder why I can't overcome this battle with lust that's been here for years. It's because you won't stop feeding your flesh. I just spit everywhere. You're welcome. COVID germs. But we've got to stop. Do you understand? Do you, have you ever thought about it? Social media, you're literally looking at feeds. You're feeding your flesh. I know there's some cool stuff on social media, like one in a million posts, you know, that are cool, whatever. There's not a lot of cool stuff on there. Most of it's garbage. Can we be real? It's like we're just bored, so we look at it anyway. Okay, okay yeah, I mean, I told you I was a step on your toes. I know social media is life. I'm so sorry. But listen. When we do these things, when we're partaking of things in the culture, when you're watching ungodly TV shows, the, the music you listen to, the things that you look at, the inappropriate images, it doesn't just have to be pornography, boys and girls. There's a lot of trash on Instagram and Snapchat and all this other stuff. I'm not stupid. Your parents may be. But here's the deal. It's time. It's time to quit feeding the flesh and say no. Right? Can we be real? You will never be the person that God has called you to be if you can't defeat some things, lay some things down, kill some things in your life and choose him instead. I told you at the beginning that every one of us, we have a choice to make. Will I choose to live God's way by his standards and what he's called me to do or will I choose to live by the culture? And every day when we, we consume hours and hours and hours of content on TV shows, music and social media, what you're saying to me is that you wanna be influenced by the culture and not by God. Right? Right? Is it foolish of us to consume 12 hours of the culture and then think one hour a week at church on Wednesday night is gonna defeat all of that? Am I stupid or what? Like the math just doesn't add up. Maybe I'm stupid, not that stupid. It, the math doesn't add up. You can't spend 12-hour days being consumed in the culture and then think one hour on Wednesday is gonna defeat everything. It's time for us to start starving the flesh and feeding the spirit. You've gotta feed your spirit. What are you feeding your soul? And listen to me, boys and girls, if you're here tonight and you have been getting defeated by some of these things I'm just throwing out, if you've been getting defeated by social media guys and you can't quit looking at, at lustful images and all of these things, if you can't quit uh, just hungering for likes and followers, girls, if you can't quit uh, sending inappropriate snaps or whatever so you can get attention and validation from the boys that you really desire, it's time to delete some stuff and seek God. And listen, if you're unwilling to seek the thing that's, or delete the thing that's keeping you from God, social media has now become your God. And we have a lot of young people in our culture and our nation today that are worshiping Instagram and Snapchat and they don't even realize it. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying here today? If you're unwilling to lay the thing down that's separating you from God, if that thing is more important than to God or to you, then God is, that thing has then become your God. Does this make sense? It's, it's an idol in your life. 
And so if there's something in your life that's holding you back, if, if you're struggling with these things, if there's an issue, if you can't put down the vape pen and all this other trash, and I'm telling you, it's time to break some stuff. It's time to throw some stuff away. It's time to delete the app. It's time to make some steps to seek God. Let's be real. I know the statistics in our culture. I know the use statistics. I know that there are tons of people here dealing with all kinds of crazy issues. Hey, I know. But listen, I know how hard it is today to live pure. I know how hard it is to live for God. But I want to tell you that our God can help you overcome. Our God can help you overcome, and I'm tired of seeing student after student fall victim to the culture when we were called to influence the culture. And while we're here, and I'm just a little fired up, I'm gonna go one step further and uh, make some of you maybe a little bit upset. Are you ready? Gotta find my place in my, my notes. I went a little ways. Okay, while we're just talking about social media and some of this stuff, I, I, I want to throw this out here because this is something that's been like a kind of aggravating to me a little bit. Can we, as Christians, stop jumping behind every new hashtag and social cause that the culture tells you that you should care about and finally begin to care about the lost souls in our world that are going to hell that we pass by every single day? You want something to care about? There's people that are dying and going to hell. We have the greatest cause of all causes that God has laid before us. If you wanna care about something, if there's a cause that you wanna fight for, fight to win lost souls. We have the greatest cause ever. Start to care about it. Golly, you can hashtag every other word. Everything's a movement. Everything's a cause today. Why don't we care about the lost people? Why don't we care about it? It's the most important thing. I, I, man, listen to me. I care about equality. I care about justice. I care about all of these things that people want to stand for. But more than that, I care about where people will spend eternity. And better than debating about who stole the land from the Indians and whose it belongs to and all this other nonsensical stuff that I see posted every day, why don't we start caring about people's souls? That's what God's called you to care about. Do you understand me today? When you start listening or you start thinking about, have I been influenced by the culture? If you're more passionate about a cause that's going on in culture today than the lost souls, you need God to come and transform your heart. Is anybody mad at me? I know I'm fired up. I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm not trying to make you feel like I'm mad at you. But listen, I want you to get this in your head. God has called us to care about the lost. And so many of us have been blinded and influenced by culture. We don't care at all. We wanna live life however we wanna live. And listen, this is, that's not the Christian life. That's not the Christian way. Man, if you want a cause to get behind, if you want something important to do, if you wanna feel like your life has value, there is nothing more valuable than winning the lost souls that are around us every single day. I'll move on, sorry. What are you feeding your soul? Man, what are you feeding yourself every single day? Man, what are you eating? Man, are you eating social media? You eating Snapchat, YouTube, Netflix, all kinds of trash music? Man, it's time to put some of this stuff to death and seek God. Feed your spirit, starve the flesh. I mean, there are a lot of things that I could talk about to kind of give you pointers on finding transformation, seeking God to, that he would transform your life. Um, but there's nothing more important than this. There's nothing more important than beginning to feed on the word of God. 
There is nothing more important, hear me, nothing more important than beginning to feed on the word of God. And it is sad how biblically illiterate the Christian culture is today. We don't know the Bible. We don't know what God commands. We don't know how he, how he has called us to live because we're more concerned with Kanye and, and uh, Kim K than Jesus. It's like, well, I don't care what either one of them are doing. <laughs> look back with me at Romans 12 too. Last time we're gonna look at this verse tonight. There's a lot of stuff you can pull out of this. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Young person, don't be like the world. You were called to be different. You were called to walk in God's purpose. But be transformed. God will transform you into his image. And it says this, by the renewal of your mind. He wants to transform you by the renewal of your mind. And this is the last few things that I wanna talk about tonight. Isn't it interesting that Jesus is called the word of God? He is the word made flesh. He came to renew and transform mankind. And Romans 12, 2 calls us to be constantly transforming and renewing our minds. Can I tell you this? Nothing will renew and transform your mind like the word of God will. You wanna fight the culture, you wanna fight the influence that the culture has on you, the way that you think, the, the, the way that it has kind of pushed you and manipulated you a little bit. There's nothing uh, that can undo those things like the word of God can. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a few verses to you that'll uh, show you that this is true. John 15, three, this is actually, these are the words of Christ. He's speaking to the disciples and he says this. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. The word made the disciples clean. The, the word here, they're, they're talking about the gospel message, what Christ has come to do. His word, what he's done, it purified the disciples. It, it gave them sal like saving life, eternal life, salvation. Look at this, John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them in the truth. So the truth sanctifies them. And then it says, your word is the truth. So if you want to be sanctified, if you want to be made new, if you want to be transformed, you have to know the truth. And then if you are gonna know the truth, you have to know God's word, right? You have to know God's word. Hey, let's just be real. None of us in here know God's word like we should, right? None of us men have been reading. None of us have been studying. None of us have been pressing in and memorizing scripture and doing a lot of things that God has called us to do. God says, if you wanna be sanctified and transformed, you will be in my word. One more verse, it says John, uh, this is in John 8, 31 through 32. It says this, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You wanna be set free? You wanna know the truth? You want God to change your life? Abide in his word. Abide in his word. I know how elementary this sounds, but listen to me. Don't knock it until you try it. Don't knock it until you try it because when you begin to dive into God's word, God's word is life. It's living and it's active and it'll come and it'll change your life.
God's word is truth. Many of us, we begin to believe false truths that the culture has presented. And listen, you need to read the word of God to know what's true and to be transformed by it. And when you read the word of God and there's something in there that you disagree with, I'm gonna remind you of the uh, very profound phrase that I taught you last week. You say, I'm wrong. The Bible isn't wrong. You say, I'm wrong. Because biblical truths, let me be Ben Shapiro for a second, biblical truths don't care about your feelings. It's true. God has called us to live by it. Do you understand this tonight? God wants you to abide in his word, to study it, to run after him, and he'll transform you. Hey, so many of us in this room, we have not been studying God's word. We haven't been reading. We don't care. We've been ingesting and feeding our, our, uh, our flesh every day with things from the culture, and we have not fed our spirit. And I wanna tell you today, I believe that this year, right now, January 2021, this is the time where many of us begin to starve the flesh and feed our spirit. Starve the flesh and feed our spirit. If you'll do that, I promise you, God will come and transform your life. And I want to invite the worship team to come forward. One's mind will be made new by the spiritual input of God's word, prayer, and Christian fellowship. Your lifestyle will be transformed if you'll apply those things to your life. If you'll cut things out from the culture and choose God. Hey, look at me for a second tonight. Some of you in here, I mean, there's some obvious things in your life that you know that you need to rid of. There's some obvious things that you know you need to lay down, you know that you need to let go. You know that they've been feeding your fleshly desires, they've been kind of feeding issues and sin and things in your life. Tonight, I believe, is a night where we make a decision to lay some of those things down and choose God. I wish that I could make the choice for you Man, I wish that I could help you lay that thing down and man, find freedom, but listen, it's your choice. You get to choose tonight. Man, is this gonna be a year where I seek God's transformation, where I see him change my life, or will this be a year where I continue to be influenced by everything in the culture? And I promise you, seeking God, finding his freedom and transformation, it's far better than anything that the world has to offer. Will you hear me? I promise it is. I've done a bunch of stupid stuff. I've tried a bunch of stupid stuff in the world. Let me tell you, God's better. That's why I do what I do. God's better. And I pray that you make that choice tonight. And, and this is what I wanna do. I wanna invite you to stand. Would you come down front with me? start talking to your neighbor and all that. I, I want us to be focused in on God for the next few minutes, but here's the deal. This is why I wanted to do service like we're doing it tonight because I believe over the last several months, many of us, we've been disengaged from our faith. And we haven't really engaged. We haven't really worshiped God. We haven't fed our spirit. Man, a lot of times we can come to church and man, you don't really engage. It just seem like whatever about it, right? And Man, I believe that tonight is a night we let all of that go. Man, we worship God. We cry out to Him. We allow Him to come and move in our life. And I believe that tonight is gonna be the mark, the beginning of God transforming your life. I believe that.
And I've been praying for it. I've been praying that I would see it. I would get to witness it. But I'm telling you, God will if you'll choose him. It's your choice. And so what I want to do, I want to pray over you. I want to invite our adult prayer team uh, down front on each side of the altar. They're going to be available. If you want prayer for anything specific that's been going on, man, come and get prayer. All of us need prayer. doesn't mean you're a terrible person. You might be, but it doesn't mean that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But listen, tonight, what I want to highlight, it's your choice. Do you want to be transformed by God or do you want to stay the same? I don't know about you, but I've been praying even in my life, God, will you transform me that I could be more like you every day? Help me to be more like you. And what I want to do, I want to ask you to be bold right where you are. If you know you're here tonight and you just want God to transform your heart this year, you want to be more like him, and I just want you to lift your hand up, wave at me loud and proud, bold, I don't care, yeah. God, transform me, amen. See several hands. If that's you, wave at me. I want to pray over you. Amen. Let me pray over this group over here. God, we thank you. We thank you for every heart, Lord, that desires more of you. Lord, it's a humble thing to come before you and know that we're in need of transformation, to know that there are things in us that don't align with your word, that don't align with how you've called us to live. And God, we pray right now over those who are wanting you to come and change, whether you would change their heart you would encounter them. Lord, I pray that tonight would be a marking moment for these individuals, God, that, that this would begin, uh, this would be the beginning of the process of change. Lord, that you would, you would move in their hearts and lives, God, that as they walk out tonight, that they would not be the same. But God, that tonight we would encounter you. Lord, we love you. We ask you to have your way in us. In Jesus' name, every person said, amen. Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go into the rest of our worship set for just a minute. But tonight, and I want you to cry out to God. I want you to forget about who's next to you. I don't want you to worry about that. I don't want you to worry about what people think, but I want you to cry out to God like you desire him to come and move in your life. And I promise you, when you come before God and that type, with that type of heart, man, he will meet you. He will, I promise you, he's done it for me. And so tonight, let's cry out to God. Let's seek him. And I promise you, man, God will change your life. If you need prayer, we have leaders down front. Come and get prayer. But let's worship God tonight. Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today. And we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message.